Hola Madridistas, welcome to our preview for the Las Palmas game. It's been a super, super long week already, man. I can't believe it's only Tuesday. There's been a lot of negativity and there's been a lot of hot takes on the internet. Fucking getting tired of reading all of those. Uh, there's players coming back from injury and then immediately going back to in being injured again. You know, just a lot of shit to, you know, process as a Real Madrid fan uh, this time around. But... You know, let's try to approach this episode with some positivity and pragmatism. That's why we have this man here with us. Talk to us, Farooq. I mean, come on, you say some positivity and pragmatism. Like, do I look like the person who's going to mean say words, man? I mean, come on. You should actually have asked about the whole positivity thing, man. I mean, I don't do that, man. Honestly, I, I call a spade a spade and it is what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's absolute jack shit, you know, what it is what it is, bro. Honestly, like, it is what it is. So yeah, not... man, bro, it's 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 it's, it's 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 been a bad game, you know. It was a really, really bad game, you know. Was, uh, I don't know, but like, does this, you know, there's this kind of games that you go into that, you know, you have, you know, the team will dominate and unfortunately they would lose the match and something like that, you know. It's like one of those games, but it's the reverse of that, you know. Like, we have all the possession in the world, but we ne we're never in control of the game. I don't know if that makes sense. We had all we had all the possession, but we were never in control. Yeah, that makes total sense. Like at any given moment, we did not seem like we were scoring, and at every single moment, we always there was a chance that we would be licking more goals. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. But as you said, man, you know, it's it's it's, it's already been a you know a really really long week, you know. So let's just try to you know look forward to you know <clears throat> what can happen and what will happen tomorrow. You know, that's that's the Bernabeu. So that's that's something at least you know to look forward to. It's against Las Palmas, so you know it's it's it's. Hopefully, at least, you know, we can, you know, get some, you know, healing at least, you know, let's get some healing, you know, to get our ones to heal at least, even if it's partially, but at least, you know, a victory is always good eventually. Okay, yeah, I mean, we should be having a riot at the Barnabao. Hopefully, score lots of goals, you know, keep the momentum up or the fan spirits up at least. It's really what we need this game. So just looking at Las Palmas, man, like the fifteenth in the league. Uh, but what you know what worries me? And just looking at the past results, they've all of their defeats. They've had four defeats and one win. Their four defeats have come against Girona, Valencia, Sevilla, and they've actually held Sociedad as well. Uh, so all of these tough opponents, and they've been able to like basically uh, hold them to at least losses of at least one nil. And they're not shipping goals. They're tight at the back. A typical La Liga bottom half of the table league uh, team, you know. And at the moment where we're finding it difficult to score goals, I feel like this is going to be another long, long game. But hopefully not. Hopefully, like, the players are just, like, woken up after that shithouse of a game last week. And, you know, we can turn it on. Yeah, man, actually, that's the thing. You know, for me personally, I've always believed that our season, you know, is, is always going to be about, you know, what we do in the bigger games. This is what I've always been because I feel like, you know, with the personal that Carlo has and, you know, the way he plays and eventually the, the, the you know, that's, as they say, the cream will rise to the top, you know, that's what's happened in every single game this season. I think the only game we can actually say we played, I think, was against Bilbao and Bilbao actually did not show up in that game, you understand? That's the thing because when you look at the game against, you know, Atletico Madrid, you know, like, 
people will say what they want to say or what they will not want to say. But I think even in that team, you put Karim Benzema, you put Kylian Mbappe, as long as that was a tactics that was played, we still lose that game. It wasn't a game that was lost because of, you know, personnel or something like that. It was a game that was lost because of the, you know, information that was given to the players. You understand? And this is the thing, like, when you come up against people like Simeone, when you go against people like Pep, when you go against people like Klopp, even now with the likes of Atita, you know, the likes of Thomas Tuchel, you know, the Julian Nagelsmann and so on and so forth, they will exploit that. You understand? But the point is, when you come to a game against the Farmers, it's just going to be, you know, cough and puff, maybe a bad game, not a good game, but eventually, you know, Jude will be there, or they will find a way to score, or maybe Rodrigo remembers how, where the post is located, you know, something like this. Like, we will eventually, you know, find a way to well, I totally agree with you in the fact that, you know, they're defensively solid, we're not scoring goals. I agree with that. But I just feel like, you know, these are the games that actually that we will be able to win because of the personal we have, not because of, you know, we are tactically strong or something like that. But eventually, the cream, the cream rises to the top, I think. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. But I want to, like, get your opinion. Uh, you're someone who loves watching entertaining football. Uh, were you actually entertained by the Atletico game? Oh, bro, I mean, Atleti were so impressive, man. Holy God, man. I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, when they talk about when a man is down, I mean, Atleti, like, this focus are down. We have to keep stabbing them till they bleed to death. Oh, yeah. Holy God, man. I mean, the point is, you know, the ability to understand that there is a weakness. You know, it's, it's, it's not about it was, you know, Luka Modric was bad or Tony Cruz was good or this was that or no. They understood that Real Madrid plays a midfield diamond or whatever it is, or a Christmas tree or whatever they want to call it, which means you don't have wingers. When you don't have wingers, who are your outputs? It's basically your fullbacks. When you have zero output from the fullbacks, it means that they don't have to... Actually, I think that's... Uh, Sunil actually hit the nail on the head, I think, when you guys are talking about the post-match. It's about the fact that when you, there is no offense, which means that Atleti doesn't have to defend, they'd be like, yeah, fuck shit, let's just go. You get the point, right? So, like, when your attack is so blunt, the other team just thinks, okay, like, there is nothing to defend, though. We just have to move forward. Yeah, man, for me, it's, like, they could do that. Of course, they were very comfortable on defense. But the thing is, when they did attack, it was always with, like, one, one two, maybe max three or four players. And are you telling me, like, at least there was, like, five Real Madrid players over there? Uh, and is it because of our offense that we conceded? No, man, it's because of individual mistakes and, you know... Like you said, it's like they exploited our weakness, which is the fullbacks. Uh, they put those crosses in and we're weak aerially. And there's nothing we could do. Yeah, I, of, I feel like in course. this game, even if uh, we did manage to pin them back or maybe get a few counterattacks in, they still would have won comfortably because of the individual mistakes. Actually, I, I, while I will agree with you, I will also disagree with you as well. In the sense that the point is this. I think it was for the second goal. You look at the second goal, it was a change. I think it was the second goal or the third goal. I can't. I think it's the second goal. The second goal, the second uh, goal Griezmann. Yeah, yeah, the second goal from Griezmann. It was a change. Mm. You know, it was a change from wings to wings. What they know is that we basically empty on the wings. Just exploit that. Yeah. Samuel Lino was prime Marcelo on Sunday, bro. <laughs> bro. Okay. You know, so I can understand. You know, like the point is okay. We know Cruz lacks physicality. We know that Fede Valverde slept on the goal. Then we, we go back and we look at the second goal. We talk about, you know, where are the defenders? You know, uh, Alaba was marking, you know, uh, Morata. 
what the hell was you know this guy doing uh what's he called uh Rudiger, you know he was basically coaching no man's land you know he was defending no one in an empty space you know Fran garcia was there he wasn't sure should he stay with griezmann should he you know go, uh, you know pull a bit back and sometimes so i can understand what, what you're saying but what i'm saying is that a situation created this scenario in the first place Correct. and what situation created that when you have a narrow formation that has no weak what happens the other team comes okay yeah let Lino exploit that wheat. So by exploiting that wheat, you create a situation like obviously, like the thing is that someone has to make a mistake for someone to score, unless you're going to keep scoring bangers like who's scoring. If everyone plays in a, if every, you know, if all the tactics works in perfection, like no one will score anything, we'll just watch a 0 0 stalemate game. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Someone has to make a mistake for someone to score. Yep. So that's, that. that's, that's, you know, that, that's, that's how it goes. Well, I mean, everyone knows, you know, my stance on this is that I respect Pablo and I believe he's a really good coach or rather he was a really good coach. But the point is, this is not the team for him. We are trying to rebuild and I don't think Carlo is the person to lead us into the future. Honestly, I just don't think so. That's why I'm always like, you know, I believe he can win the World Cup with Brazil because Brazil is a team that is ready to just, you know, go with it's just a team that is ready you know, to be molded into whatever he wants to mold them to and they can go. But I just don't believe that, you know, Carlo is the guy to lead this rebuild. Honestly, I don't think so. All right, man. Like, um, I feel like what everyone hears what you're saying. Maybe uh, all of the fans see it as well. But the board, they just don't see other options, man. Unless they're just going to probably wait out the whole season. Even if the results are all, all shit. Uh, you know, we'll see at the end of the season who comes. Bro, in. bro, do you remember what happened when? Uh, I don't know if you remember, but like Gattuso actually once joined Fiorentina, and in 20 days he left the job. I think in even less than 20 days, he left the fucking job because they did not, you know, meet what he was thinking. Do you? Why is Carlo there? One of the reasons why Carlo remains there is that obviously, yeah, this is just not a thanks to his coaching connection, but because he's a yes man, he's not gonna, you know, tell them no, I cannot work without a striker. He's just going to be okay. We don't have this. Let's work with the best we have. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, it's just like, you know, I give you expired oranges and they say make lemonade. Of course, we're not going to get food poisoning. These are rotten lemons. What do you expect? Man, it, 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 it can probably get better than this. Like, this is not what we should have been seeing uh, on Sunday. But, you know, on to the next game. Uh, it's like, it's the end of the experiment. What's done is done. I feel like Carlos is going to go back to basics. You know, let's get this win. So, before we like head into the Real Madrid side of things, you know, talk about more depression. Let's like uh, look at the uh, Las Palmas side of things. So, apart from all of the losses, they won against Granada in their last game. So, kind of on an upward trajectory. They've been they've not been shipping goals. So definitely, I see a potential that you know these guys can really give us trouble, especially if our finishing is bad on the day. Uh, up top, they yeah. have Munir and uh, Jonathan Vieira. Those two other only real th- threats, and Munir is trying to like play his ball out, but again, like he's not a true up, out and out striker, right? He's just right out there uh, trying to run in behind the defense and try to create problems. And they don't have very tall players as well uh, to attack the box, so I feel like this should be a good uh, game, you know, for Alaba to regain some confidence as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I will agree with that as well. I think it's it's a game to, you know, not just Alaba, but everyone, including us, the fans as well, you know, to again, to gain a bit of, you know, sanity again, because, you know, what happened in the derby was, you know, crazy, insane, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, 
I mean, I just sat down and I was cursing, and the guys were just watching me like a movie, man. Like, I mean, they weren't even watching the game. Like, I was just they were just watching me like a movie, you know. So it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a bad one. So we actually need to come back. We need, we need to make the strong. And I think, uh, you know, like it'll be like I'm repeating again, you know, what you guys said because I listened to you guys a lot, and you know what you guys said after the game made a lot of sense. And it goes, I, I totally, you know, support what Mo was saying about the fact that a lot of our fans, you know especially you guys on the pod as well. You guys are so, like, fascinated with Jude Coin and Jude Coin, but you guys don't understand that Jude Coin is not what we bought him for. We need him to play deeper. And actually, you pointed out as well that, you know, he played deeper and he actually created a chance, one of the few chances we had in the game, you know, which I think was ruled out for offside correctly eventually. I think that's what happened, if I'm not mistaken, you know. So that's the thing, like, I didn't pay 100 million for Jude to come and score goals. No, I paid 100 million for him to dictate matches, for him to, you know, we, and that's the thing, like, I don't know if you guys see what I'm seeing or not, like, you know, so it keeps thinking that, okay, like, Jude has goals in him. Yeah, I agree. But, like, do you see how good Jude is, like, at winning the ball back, you know? Yeah. Okay, like, I mean, I... I, I hear your point, Farouk, like, this in the past, but, uh, I think a lot of fans know, we, say we, that we as well, like... Those, we want, I mean, did, did Morich and Cruz, you know, win our hearts by scoring goals constantly? No. They won by dominating matches, but so far, what has Jude Bellingham done away from scoring the goals, man? He's given some average performances, but that doesn't help him. I go back to what everyone is saying. We need to eliminate this and go back to the basics. Play Jude where he needs to play. We have to drop someone, either Fede or Kamavinga or whoever it is. Someone has to go out of that midfield. Play a flat 4-3-3. Jose Luis, the man you have, that's the hand you've been dealt. Fede has been playing as a right winger for the past three years, bro. Rodrigo left finger, Fede right finger, Jose was a number nine. Sure. Easy sure. peasy. Yeah, the logic it's and everything, it's just staring at us in our faces, right? Uh, the thing with Carlo is what he has to think about. He has this, he has to manage the squad for the whole season, right? And we are very light on attacking, so we have got to play our midfielders where we are most deep. And right now, he feels like he can't trust Jose Lu to get the goals. He can't trust fucking Rodrigo. And maybe when Vinny comes back, things might improve. But uh, that's not a given, right? And he feels like the only person who can actually finish in this team is fucking Bellingham. Because he has like a natural striker's instinct sometimes. At least compared to the other uh, two players up playing up top. So he feels like... Fuck it, man. Like, I just don't have another option. Uh, I don't care that Jude is much better deeper. I just need to get some goals. Uh, this is a temporary fix, so I'm just going to keep playing Jude over there. That's the thing, man. Honestly, you know, as you said, you, you actually mentioned, you made the very good point earlier that the point is that with this squad, we shouldn't be getting this. Yeah, we know that we're imbalanced and what we what is and what is not, you know. I keep going to this, you know, I think with a different coach, we have a different outcome, you know. I still feel like the team is imbalanced, but I think if we had a different coach, we would be talking about a different thing right now. Honestly, I know that Carlo has been, you know, hung out to dry with the fact that you didn't get him a, you know, a, a striker, you didn't get him fullbacks, you know. At least quality fullbacks, not Fran Garcia being your starting fullbacks or Lucas Vasquez, you know, being the sub for, for Dan Carval, you know. In those situations, I know that he's been hung to dry, honestly, and that's why, you know, whatever happens this season, I, I don't think, you know, anyone will pay Carlo because, I mean, my issues with Carlo were even there when he won the Champions League, so I'm not starting, you know, to 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 turn my back against him today, you know. So that's the thing. But honestly, for this season, I believe any sane fan at least, you know, would give him the, the that you know that excuse because like this is the hand he has been dealt. But honestly, I look at some of the coaches and the team that they have, man. I feel like 
nah, we are not getting the best out of the team. You know, that's the funny thing, you know. Everyone keeps talking about the fact that, oh, we are playing a diamond so we can have the best, you know. We try many Fede, Kamavinga. Bro, out of all these players, bro, <laughs> out of all these players, I think only Chouameni has been, for me, in my case, playing like a proper, proper midfielder. Kamavinga has been shit all season, bro. Yeah. Fede has been blowing hot and cold. Jude, oh, if take away the goals, man, he's an average midfielder. Take away the goals, he has been average. Chouameni is the only midfielder among these four that actually has been playing, and ironically, he got dropped for the entire year, bro. You know? <laughs> But honestly, like, you know, you're trying to maximize. Uh, that's what uh, that's what everyone keeps preaching to us, you know. Oh, the diamond is here to maximize, you know, these four young midfielders. But none of them is being maximized. No one. Yeah. No one. No one is being maximized. I don't know, maybe I, because sometimes, you know, like, I have this kind of views that I, on, I understand that it's different from what a lot of people think. So I think maybe I am wrong or maybe I don't understand football or maybe, you know, my understanding of football is different from what people understand. I don't know, Jacob, like, Am I wrong? Or like, have the midfielders been balling this year or what? You know. I feel like um, there is an ideal version of the midfield that we all have in our minds, and that Carlo has in his minds as well. So this was very telling when his uh, in his post-match co- uh, comments he was asked, like, what the hell was the formation in the first half, right? And he said Modric was playing as the ten, and Jude Bellingham was upright up there, up top with Rodrigo. Nobody else could see it. Like that was not the formation that was being there on the pitch. It's just that Carlo and us fans, we have like an ideal version of the team, how it should function. But these players, they don't have an idea of like how uh, everyone else is moving, how the system is working. So it might be a matter of uh, trying this fucking diamond until it works, until the players are able to click with it. Or it might be like a a fucking fantasy that we'll never achieve. Only time will tell. And I feel like if it doesn't work out for a long period of time in these harder games against Napoli and in the El Clasico, Carlo will like totally drop the, the diamond. Man, we're so lucky, man. Napoli are, are still figuring out under Rudy Garcia, man. But if if we had Spalletti and the, the, the speed that they were operating at last season, bro, I mean, they will make Atleti look like schoolboys, bro. The way they would exploit us. We are so fucking lucky, bro. Like, uh, you know, the Georgian base is down, you know, Osman is, is sulking right now, you know, and uh, they are not able oh, to figure out the Can you imagine like so a prime uh, Osman against that Alaba? Man. Oh, bro, <laughs> the man will feed, man. He will, he will, you know, Christmas will come early for us, man, honestly, you know. <laughs> the, match, the match will be so good that he will skip Christmas this year and be like, yeah, let's do Christmas next year. It's now for one year, you know. Well, we are so, I mean, well, because the game is just, I think, uh, it's, I think, next week, if I'm not mistaken, the first thing that, you know, at the Maradona. So mm-hmm. we're so lucky that Napoli is a bit out of sorts for now, you know. Well, let's not jump the gun and we will discuss that when we get there. But I do believe, you know, we still should have enough for the likes of Napoli because. I genuinely believe that they are not that too, too, too strong, in my opinion, like at least this year, based on the games we have seen so far. I don't think you know, they figured it out yet. But I think with time, they can figure it out. But I said right now, they haven't figured it out. So we are lucky in that sense. So, you know, we should find kind of have enough for them uh, yeah. for that game. Hopefully, at least fingers crossed. Uh, so, but, you know, I don't know, man, like we're talking, it's a, it's a last Palmas preview, man, but we just keep, you know, reviewing the whole derby thing and what will happen, what it's will happen. Right. I feel like mm. this was needed, especially uh, for us and the fans to listen, you know, to actually process the whole defeat. But, you know, let's get back on track, you know, and discuss about the game. Uh, but, like, to be fair, uh, all of the teams that we face so far and the players that we face who have given us trouble, They've all been like previous martyrists or have been. Or, and if you look at the La Liga top scorer chart, the top eight 
among the top eight, top seven have or are playing for better. So that's the thing, man. These guys, they always manage to turn it on against us. And with Las Palmas, we only have one player. So that's the thing we have going for us. Do you remember a player called Mar- Marvin? He. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Zidane gave him a chance, okay. but, you know, he's he's still on the fringes over there at Las Palmas. He hasn't been able to uh, get a starting spot or maybe even substitute appearances. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is the safest team that I feel like uh, we're facing this season so far, and we should be able to get the job done. Bro, I hope so, man. But, you know, the, the thing that actually gets me going is the fact that, you know, we're at home at the Bernabeu. So I feel like whatever happens, the boys will get the job done. But, you know, away from home, man, I will have been a bit worried because, you know, as you said, this is the, the at least this is the safest game we're going to see we've played so far, you know. And shit can hit the fan in this kind of situations, honestly, especially when you get a bit, you know, uh, laxed. Or I think if that's the word to use there. But then again, we're coming off of the back of a very shitty defeat. So, you know, I believe that the ego of the, of the players are produced and we want to respond, you know, uh, as strongly as possible. So this is one of the reasons why, but, you know, you mentioned that, but I don't know how, because like, I think, as you mentioned, like Las Palmas has just one victory this year, but then the defense has been really good as well. You know, the the, the, the losses have just been, you know, single division losses as well. So, and they won their last game one there as well. So you never can tell, man, like it's, it's, it's looking like, you know, I haven't seen any of Las Palmas again, but, you know, based on just uh, what you read out, you know, it's looking like this is a team that actually, you know, uh, sit tight, you know, and hit on the counter, as you said, typical Adiga teams. And let's, you know, we will be worried about, you know, the, uh, their, their, their forward, you know, and let's not forget like Hadidi Munir was, was once upon a time on the books of Barcelona as well, you know, so there's a bit of quality there, you know, and uh, if memory serves me right, he's a very, very fast attacker as well. So, you know, that's something that we have to be worried about, you know, exploitation of space, because this is something that has happened uh, just in the game we saw last, uh, you know, on Sunday, like, as long as teams can, you know, do those switches and, you know, exploit uh, and get our players isolated 1v1, you know, they're good to go. That's the thing. And again, Carval is out again, so we don't know where we will really see Mendy or something like that. And people, you know, actually criticized Mendy for the game on stuff, but I don't know what people are expecting. Like, Mendy just came back from a long-term injury. He's coming into a shitty situation. You expect him all of a sudden to become the, the, the rebirth of Roberto Carlos or what? I don't, obviously, like, people are looking for excuses always, you know? But we are we are always trying to find you know something to at least ease our pain. I know that, but I think Mendy is the wrong person to target. So I believe uh, if Mendy also can come into the team, at least you know give a bit of solidity. As much as I want you know Garcia to you know to develop and be what he can be, but I feel like right now we are so out of shape that we know <clears throat> we need that solidity of Mendy back in the team ASAP. You know ASAP. I hope you know he can can gain much fitness and eventually form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 not looking too good, but we can get something done, man. I think Vini should be back as well this game, no? Vini's back, yeah. He only missed the Atletico game. He didn't make the squad because he had stomach issues. Yeah, yeah, we we, but that's well documented. Okay, hopefully, but, man, he's also yeah, back. Th- this was yeah. like a major talking point, right? The uh, performance of Fran Garcia and then Mendy came on, right? Uh, I am of the opinion, uh, like. I know you'll have a different one. I feel like Fran Garcia has to be maximized if we have to play the diamond. If we have to ditch the diamond, fuck it, man. Let Mendy play all the games. Let him stay back. But in the diamond, we need some attacking power put from our left-hand side. And we need alone. Like, he probably can't do it alone. But in bigger games, when he can't, we need to have some sort of attacking output over there. And I feel like Fran has to 
be worked into the system. We know he has his weaknesses. He's not the strongest man on defense. Uh, he doesn't do well against teams who sit back. But against these bigger teams, uh, we need a space. So do you feel like just shutting him, out, shutting him out of the team and just playing Mendy always is going to be good for the season overall? Bro, so the point is this. If you want to maximize Frank Garcia, you want him to be, you know, a marauding fullback up and down, he's going to hug the torch and cross the ball into the box. Perfect. Who is he crossing to? Vinicius and uh, Rodrigo? Okay, uh, let's go the other way. I did not have an answer for that. That is why I'm like switching the question up. <laughs> so if you play Mendy there, you, let's say you avoid a lot of uh, things in defense. You avoid a lot of crosses coming in. You get a good solid performance from Mendy. But how are we going to get goals in, with this time from the left-hand side? So that's the thing, like, actually, you see, the thing is this, right? I think one of the issues that actually also Garcia has been having now is the fact that he doesn't know what to do exactly. Because what's happening is that he's occupying exactly the same spaces that Vinicius likes to occupy. Because whether you like it or not, Vinicius is a fucking out-and-out winger. Although they like they try to play him as a striker, you see he tries to still drift out, you know, to the left. So this is the thing, like, he's occupying exactly the same force that Vinicius is occupying. Obviously, maybe with time, they learn to, you know, cohabitate, you know, that position similar in the past. I mean, obviously, we've had, you know, very good wingers and, you know, fullbacks once upon a time. Cristiano was also an out-and-out winger and he played with Marcelo Azul, you know, maybe one of the most attacking fullbacks that have, has ever played the game, you know. So it's possible to have that symbiosis eventually, but this is something that will take time. But right now, unfortunately, he is coming into a situation that is just a pressure cooker that there is no time. This is the issue, like, you know, giving that time for it to gel or for it to not gel for what's going to happen. This is the thing, you know. But when you ask me the question of where are the goals going to come from? The goals are going to come from apparently Jude Bellingham, Vinicius, and Rodrigo. Rodrigo yeah. And then if we get lucky, if we get lucky, you know, uh, Freddie also chips in something here and there. But what I'm trying to say here is that although we played this diamond, Jude is the most i mean the topmost player of this time on right mm -hmm. when we get the ball this uh, what's he called rodrigo drifts sorry not rodrigo vinicius drifts and jude penetrates them in you know into the in, into the box so this is something that you know eventually as you said like people are trying to figure the diamond out eventually so it's something that they will have to figure out eventually they might be the goals there they might not be the goals there we don't know only time will tell because right now one thing we know for sure is that injury to personnel, you know, and the international break and what is and what is not, it has actually hampered the progress of what the diamond looks like. But I just kind of feel like eventually still, in my opinion, we still just have the diamond, but there's still no clear instruction of what the diamond is. The players are trying to figure this out on their own. Hence, it goes back to my issue as well, again, that, okay, you have this interesting crop of players. Do you want this old man to lead them into the future? This is the question. Again, like, I feel like this season, like, let's look at it in a vacuum, right? Uh, it doesn't look good for the squad. Uh, it's a very unbalanced squad. The least Carlo can do is try to figure out, try to give these players confidence, in, you know, uh, build up the team for next season. And like you said, like, this is not happening as of now. I feel like he shouldn't go for, like, results-oriented things. Just playing Jordan in his natural position. Uh, try to gel him into the top, top uh, midfielder that he can be. 
and worry about the goals and the wins later because for me like this season has is already like written off just judging from like the performances of the past seven games you know things can always flip on its head and we might totally have a different outlook but this is what i feel right now yeah i mean the point is like right now even our team is always going to be as it's always been bro like since uh, carlo came on it's going to be just you know if someone can top it you know can eventually morph themselves into the super cm mode then it's good to go bro if Vinny can just you know tear the top like that's you know he's just gonna keep doing his shit or if you know rodrigo eventually i do believe this honestly that once rodrigo starts scoring he will keep scoring you know we just need him to get into that run of you know one two three games where he's causing them so i believe that he's gonna you know start scoring so i feel like that's the thing like once one of these guys hits those you know that that which way of form like you know at least from now Till whatever the the form eventually fades out, I think they're gonna you know push us somewhere. But it goes back to what you're saying, you know, like Carlos should not you know uh, uh, go you know result oriented, but rather you know try to build for maybe next season or something like that and things like that. But this is the thing. This is not the guy for this. Mm. You know, this is the thing. Honestly, this is not the person. I mean, I will just for me personally, I will keep circling back around the same thing. I will keep circling back around the same thing. You know, you know, this is just a thing. It's actually funny. Like we always consider Carlo as someone who just gets the results, just gets some players motivated. No tactics, right? He used to be this really tactic, tactical coach, and until like he coached Zinedine Zidane, then that was a turning point. I feel like he realized that Zidane was like too good for his tactics, trying to show on Zidane into the team. So he just let Zidane express himself, and he reaped the benefits of that. And after that, he saw Zidane's like. I guess uh, stints at Madrid and felt like, fuck, I just need to like motivate these players and they'll do all the talking on the pitch. I don't need to do anything. And he's just gotten too comfortable with that and he's forgotten where he came from. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, the one thing I would say is that like, you know, Carlo is a coach that has proven himself to be, whenever you have a stat thing that is almost impossible to coach, Carlo is your guy. Yeah. And he is the best person to get something out of those guys. You know, whenever you have a stat thing, Carlo is your guy. So the point is, you know, in that case, then it's easy for him, you know, to walk through with younger players and stuff like that. But right now, is our team stat? I don't think so. You know, because our team, I don't think it's stat. So that goes against, you know, a lot of things that Carlo has done in the past or something like that. But again, it's not, you know, just about Carlo alone, you know. It's, it's, it's also about, you know, the direction that the club wants to go in, you know, as well, because... The point is, there was a possibility of looking. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe they might feel like from a business point of view, it doesn't make a lot of sense to invest in a tattoo year old. But Harry Kane is as sure as goals comes, you know, when, I mean, I don't think there's a, maybe Erling Haaland is the only sure thing that you can find on the market. When and he was, goals. he's the only striker who's like um, the most similar to Karim Benzema as well. So you wouldn't even have to switch around exactly. the team too much. Yes, no, this is just the thing, you know, it's just the plug and play system. But, you know, this has happened. But let's forget about all of this, you know, this is hindsight, like there's nothing that can change at least from now to January. I don't think anything changes in January, so from now, let's just see till the summer, you know, nothing changes and this is what we have. But the question now becomes this, which I find very interesting, which we made a point, he doesn't trust us here to score the goals. When the system wasn't fucking working, who came on at the half time? Fucking was him. Then why not just start the man in the first place? You know, like Sunet was in the comments. This is the thing. Go, like, go back to the 4 3 Like, no, nobody understands, man. Like, he, this guy just overthinks these bigger games and uh, he just decides, like, today is the time I'm going to run my experiment. Even if the team was playing really good in the last 
all of the last few games. I'm just gonna try something new because I feel like this is gonna work tactically and he has gotten it wrong on a few occasions now. I mean, because the point is, we, we, we still play, and that's quite interesting, you know, we still play with this diamond formation, even when Marcelo and Rodrigo were starting. Yeah. You know, in the games against Sociedad, in the Champions League game, and what is and what is not. We still play this. Why? Just go back to the flat 4-3-3 and get the best out. I mean, Jude has been playing in a 4-3-3 for, since he was 17, bro. Calvina has been playing this for here and for France, you know, Chouameni is saying, like, this is something that these guys know. At least that way, even if you don't support them with tactical instructions, at least, obviously, they are tactics there, but, like, they're just not detailed automations there, you know. Even when you don't create these detailed automations, you know, the guys can figure it out themselves. But then when you put them into unfamiliar territory and you give them vague tactics, there is no automations and there is nothing else, they have to figure that as, that's, you know, that's asking a lot of, Things, you know, I don't know what they do in training, obviously, because like, I'm not watching the training and shit like that. Maybe they see something different there. But it's kind of, you know, I don't know, man. It's so just difficult. I, I feel like it's something so straightforward, but, you know, they turn it into rocket science. You know, it's just like, you know, those African politicians, when they come and meet you, oh, you cannot understand how difficult it is, you know? <laughs> I mean, you have one job, just dig a hole of, you know, bowl of water and provide clean water to your people. They'll be like, no, it's so difficult, you know? You cannot understand this, you know? You come and start throwing to you bogus nonsense, right, you know? That's right. the thing, like, it's so... I feel like easy, uh, what you're insinuating is that Carlos be being too much of a politician instead of, like, you know, going back to the basics and trying to keep everyone happy. Because that that's probably what happened on Sunday, right? He was trying to keep his old guard happy. It was like, uh, he heard Modric and Cruz saying, like, we're not getting enough time coach, like, we're not getting enough starts. And he basically said, okay, guys, like, I trust you guys. You've been there from the beginning. Let's just go with you. Like, apart from that, there's no reason he should have started Modric. Bro, bro, bro. Honestly, I don't think that was Modric's fault, bro. Yeah. I mean, Modric was put, was thrown into an impossible situation, bro. I don't think that was Modric's fault, bro. And I still do genuinely believe Modric and Cruz can start together, especially if they're supported by Chuan Kamavinga or Federal Rally. You know, with Judah as well. I do believe these two players can start together if they're supporting with any of these two of the four young midfielders. I genuinely believe they can start together. But the point is, they have to be the right conditions for that as well. No, like, like the bad minimums, they have to be in the, like the position that they are meant to play in. Not fucking striker or false nine or scam. My God. I mean, come on. Finally, we are starting to think that fucking Tramani is a bargain. Honestly, that's the, that's the, believe I start to have because I was always of the fact that you know we were fleeced the same way Liverpool was fleeced with Darwin Nunez you know I always felt like you know we both were fleeced in the same you know window but honestly like considering what's happened you know with the players that have been moving across the past you know 18 months and the performances that you know Tramaine is finally showing you know on a more consistent basis you know I kind of felt like you know we're starting to feel like oh that's a real bargain there you know but then all of a sudden bro the guy is benched why because he needs to rest <laughs> what a joke. Left for 14 last farmers, bro. Left for 14 last farmers, bro. Yeah, nobody understands it, but you know, politician does as politicians ask to do from the higher ups. Exactly, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Scott Heinem is here. He says, uh, need to have Vinny on the wing where he thrived in the past. 
yeah, that's what we've been saying for the whole podcast. Go go back to the basics. Go back to the fucking 4-3-3. Go with the players you have. Try to drop one of the players. Don't be a politician. I mean, that's the thing, you know, we worked so hard to become arguably the best thinker in the world, you know, and all of a sudden you're asking him to reinvent himself. How fair is that? So fair. Because that's, I always ask this, even remember, like, I continuously ask this question, what do you want from being? The man already has 40 plus goals assisted contribution. Do you want him to get to 60? Bro, how many people get to 60? I mean, you want him to start hitting Ronaldo Messi numbers? Okay, then. I mean, if that's the case, then that's a whole different ballgame. But no one can hit Ronaldo Messi numbers, bro. And those teams were sca- stacked. It's like, this is a team who cannot like co- co- like support Vinny attacking-wise, at least. he need, If he has to put in 60 goals, it's going to be like a miracle. And then, I don't think anybody sees it coming. That's the thing. That's the thing, bro. That's the thing. So it's, it's unfair. You know, I totally agree with Scott, man. Like, I mean... Just put Vinny where he is the best. You know, at least worst case scenario, something will work. Because you know for sure what Vinny will give you. At least that's one thing. But right now, we don't know what is working in this team. Nothing. The offense is not working. The defense has not been good. But now, because the offense is not working, the deficiencies of the defense is only excavated, bro. It becomes more, it becomes more significant. The point is, our defense was never good. Like, let's not, let's not deceive ourselves. What's happening now is that because our offense is not working as well, the defense is all the deficiency of the defense is magnified. Yeah. Crazy, bro. Crazy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we can like go about uh, discussing Carlo and like the amount of shit house he does in this in these sort of games and over the whole season, but it's going to be a never ending conversation. So, you know what? Let's like get into the lineups, just finish this podcast <laughs> and go see a fucking good game tomorrow and come back happy. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully, fingers crossed, man. Hopefully, bro. But anyway, speaking about which, like, is there any point to like doing lineups anymore? Like, ah. I mean, you you saw for the derby that the risk point, bro. You never can tell, man. Carlo will just decide. Okay, yeah. Today, you know, yeah. Let's let 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 let's play let's play Kepa's and number nine and see what happens. You know, mm. you never can tell. Right. So there I is mean... a point. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's approach the lineups in a different way. Uh, let's change what. Uh, the starters from the game on Sunday. So, who would you replace for Las Palmas? I think Modric for Husselo, I think, is the first one. Mm-hmm. I think for me, Modric for Husselo is the first and only one. And then mm-hmm. maybe I might contemplate playing for Alan Mandy for Fran Garcia. But I think because I'm starting Husselo, I would choose to keep Fran Garcia, honestly. To be honest, like... Uh, ah, sorry, there is Troy, I mean, my bad. Sorry, sorry, there is Troy, oh, I mean, Troy, I mean, I to throw Troy, I mean, in there. So, Cruz also out? And I will put... No, I mean, I'm not putting Cruz out, I'm giving Cruz in, bro. Okay. But I'm not sure who to take out, either, either Fede or Kamavinga, but I will take Kamavinga out, because why? Because I want to play a 4-3-3 with Fede on the right wing. <laughs> well, otherwise, either Fede or Kamavinga could go. Okay. So, like, I, I, I mean, for me, like, what what I believe is, you know, like, that midfield just has to have Troy, I mean, and Jude in there, okay? Those two guys have to be there because, like, you paid a hundred million for Jude, like, for that reason, he has to be there. And Tramini is the he's at least looking like a player that is the one that you know looks irre- irreplaceable in that midfield at least. So, every other player is just very young, bro. Right? I mean, for this game, uh, I feel like the Las Palmas are just gonna sit back, they're basically gonna play it a 9 1 formation with Munir just 
Munir just keeping our boys company at the back, you know. Uh, so uh, for me, Nacho has to start uh, at CB. And we can push Alaba out onto wings at left back. He's, he can put those crosses in for Jose Lu to get on the end of or Bellingham maybe even. Yeah, and I'm just going to take Kamavinga off. I feel like we really, really need Cruz. He's like undroppable in this game for me. Uh, Chaumini can play. Uh, Fede can play or Kamavinga can play. Well. It doesn't matter. But we need Chaumini and Cruz. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Like the praise of Chaumini and, and Cruz. But I, don't, I didn't hear you talk about Jose Lu, bro. Jose Lu, I mean, yeah, man. Like, of course... Where else are the goals going to come from? Because you, you, you talk about crosses, bro. If you're going to cross, who are you going to cross to, bro? Yeah, obviously, like if Alaba is playing at left back. No, no, no. Not Rodrigo. <laughs> so, uh, are we actually dropping Rodrigo for this game if Vinny is back? Ah, that's true, actually. Then if that's the case, bro, like if Vinny is back, then Feli is out of the team as well. Play Rodrigo as well, bro, because uh, incisiveness is needed, bro. I mean, we don't... I don't think in this game there's going to be a lot of defending to do anyway, so I think, you know, Fede can get out of the team as well. As much as I like Fede already, but right now we just need to go back to the basics, bro. And if the club already spent on Jamie and Jude, it means that, you know, that's the, obviously it, it tells us where the priorities are and who is the, you know, clear midfielder among all of these guys. So for me, you know, we just need to go back to the basics. Honestly, I really don't, you know, care who starts or who does not start, man. We just need to go back to seeing something's happening. Because before, you know, we at least we knew that combination between Benz and Vinny was there. But right now, there is absolutely zero. Vinicius, before he got injured, was looking like a lost man. Rodrigo, even worse. You know, Jude is there. Okay, yeah, being in the right place at the right time. But I didn't spend 100 million to, you know, to get another average midfielder. If I wanted an average midfielder, that survives is in the squad, bro. We need someone that is going to, you know, dominate midfield and, you know, take the game, you know, take the reins over in the game. So... That's the thing. We need to, you know, start seeing a bit of, you know, performances from these players. Like even if it's even, even if it's individual performances, I am totally down for that, bro. Even if we don't have, because we've not had team performances for years, bro. So even if it's that individual performances, I am totally down for that. But right now, nothing is just working, bro. It's just, it's, it's just a game of chance and game of chance and game of chance, man. Hey. Okay. Um. I guess we have the lineups. I mean, I have a lot of like doubts about this lineup as well. Uh, the thing is, I have seen Joselu play in a 4-3-3 uh, in preseason. It, yeah. it it was not pretty. I've honestly felt like at that point the rhyme was better, working much better because Jude was really exciting at that point. He was actually working as a forward uh, at that point. Right now, I feel like he has lost a bit of that edge. Uh, he's just been lucky at the right time, but at, in preseason and in the early early first two games, he was actually getting on the end of it. He was actually making things happen as a striker or a, more than a cam. So, you know, let's see how it goes. But yeah, I feel like we have a strong lineup with Cruz, Chaumini, uh, Vinny over there. Uh, and even Carvajal is back. So that's a major, major addition as well. Is Carvajal back? Yeah. I think Carvajal was back for the, for the Napoli game. Uh, he's back in well, training. He's back uh, for this game. He's back in training fully. Uh, not sure if he's going to start, but I feel like he is going to feature. Mm, okay, good, good, good. Oh, that's, that's good as well. That's good. Yeah, I mean, he's been one of our best players this season, so only, that can only help, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, about that, again, it goes back to, you know, if we're going to have, you know, the kind uh, of and, you know, the guys in the team, we need to, you know, provide them with that presence. And right now, the only presence we have is so bro. So that's why it is, it is, you know, but then 
be like it or not, I think there is the option is just to, to start this guy, honestly. Yep. To start this guy and start him and just, you know, yeah, I know he's not good enough and everyone knows that. No one is contesting that, but this is what you have. Yep. You know, rather than, you know, I mean, in, let's invent, let's the coaches who are invention, inventions, who are the inventions, man. Let the perps and the clubs and the coaches, let these guys create their own invention, man. I mean, Carlo, Carlo, bro. You can even, you know, the 443 even has to work out with, you know, Benzema playing hero ball and you want to, you know, all of a sudden in the middle of your retirement age, you want to create something new. Calm up, bro. There's no need for this. Tranquilo, senor. Tranquilo. Tranquilo, yeah. Right, man. <laughs> right, let's just go to the predictions, man. Let's just end this. I feel like uh, we've been rambling a lot. We've been speaking our minds. But I really needed this. This is like almost therapy for me. Hope the people listening were like totally tuned in as well, you know. But yeah, let's get into the predictions. What's the scoreline for you? Yeah, like? be- before we get to the predictions, if there's anyone listening, so about the football, you know, content award. It's football content award, right? If I'm not mistaken, football. Uh, yeah, football content award. You know, like uh, so, the finalists have been announced, and you know, we are happy that we are in the two categories. So like. First, if you want to say thank you to you know everyone who voted for us because you know without your nominations we never would have gotten into the to the finalists. So now we're competing with nine other people, and uh, we want to fly you know the white flag of Real Madrid in front of the Premier League fans you know in England like in Anfield where the where the you know our ceremony is going to be held. So it will be fantastic you know if you guys can uh, repeat just the process. I know it's it's a bit annoying because like why do I have to vote two times you know shit like that? But it's why it's it's understandable the frustration, but. Uh, we just, you know, request you guys humbly, you know, I think the links are in the description below. You can find the Instagram links or the website links, whichever one suits you the best. You just have to tag us at Let's Be Real 1902 on Instagram. Uh, on even, or even when you go to the website, similar thing, you just have to tag us there as well. It's a couple of drop downs uh, that you get to. So we're there listed on uh, two of the categories, the best content, club content creator and the best international uh, podcast. Okay, guys, you heard it. The best content creator and best international podcast category. Uh, so yeah, but for both of them, you can tag us either on Instagram or you can select us from the drop down in the websites of the Football Content Awards. So please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Again, I'm repeating myself. I know it's annoying, but you know I can understand the frustration. But you know we just need to see this over the line, boys. Like you know we've come this far to to you know to not see this over. So yeah, please and please just you know hit the likes, you know, subscribe to our channels, vote for us, you know, just the the usual shebang, man, the usual shebang. So Jacob, we can continue with you then. Yeah, man, let's let's like go to the predictions. Like for me, uh, I think I'm gonna see a three 0 at the Bernabeu. The players are going to be uh, itching to, you know, make a statement, make a comeback, saying they're not like done. The season is not done. It's just still early games. So two goals from Vini, one from Bellingham. Two Vini goals. Interesting. Yeah, bro, I think we got, I agree with the number of goals scored, but I think we're going to concede. I think it's going to be a 3-1 game. So uh, I think it's going to be a 3-1 game, but I think it's 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 it's, it's going to be a game you know where we social we we show some coherence and you know eventually we 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 have a dominating and the first dominating performance of the season, and I really look forward to that. Hopefully, you know the Carlo doesn't you know again, you know just give us the middle finger because I think at this point that's what's happening. You know. Uh, yeah, there is no other explanation. 
Right then, uh, I guess since you already handle like all of the football content awards, guys, do, please do what I know. There's like seven of you here look, uh, watching us right now. As soon as the podcast is over, please go ahead and vote. Just tag us in the Instagram. <laughs> uh, okay, and Hassan is actually saying 3-0. Who in the hell is going to score? Hassan, like my whole uh, 3-0 hypothesis is based on the fact that Vinny is back. And I hope that he does some kind of magic to totally revive this attack. If he doesn't start, uh, I really don't think uh, we can score that much against this Las Palmas side who defend very, very well. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, man, I guess uh, to end the podcast, thank you for all of the listeners who are here. If you're listening from Spotify, do come and check out your description as well. You have the links over there in Spotify as well. Please go and vote for us. And check us out on, on our YouTube and our Instagram. We have some really cool content on here as well. Give us a like, give us a follow. And yeah. And last but not the least, let's like take the moment to thank our partners over at Real Madrid Committee, who have some really good content on their, uh, as on their Instagram. So yeah, thank you folks for all your support. And without further ado, you know what to say, Farouk. Hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid. Oh